2: if God says to you, go across the street, invite them. Pastor Mark, I've done that there, this hard nut that can't come to Christ. We've already talked about that. You see, if God impresses you, he's already at work in the heart of that person. That doesn't mean they're going to go, I've been waiting for you to come. I'll come this Sunday. You drop over, Dad, they have to bring the ambulance to you. Sometimes that will happen. Sometimes we're just what? We're just planting
0: Watering. If you don't have much or any experience sharing your faith in Jesus with someone, it can feel very daunting to think about doing it. You worry about saying the right thing, in the right way, at the right time. The thought of having to counter any arguments or objections is scary too. Pastor Mark will be teaching about overcoming those fears today. He'll be talking about a man named Ananias who God asked to go into a situation that could have been quite dangerous for himself. You'll learn that he trusted God in the situation and you'll hear about the adventures God can send you on if you choose to trust him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. You'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter nine as he continues his message, under his influence, changed lives.
2: Your do we have any control freaks here in the services? If you live with a control freak, raise your hand. Let me see. Yeah, your, your spouse is one of those, right? Praise God. What do you think Paul was? He's a control freak. He tells people what to do. Notice what Jesus says. You get up, you go into the city, I'll tell you what to do. The next thing you want to write, this is the reason change comes. What's a change look like? God is now in control. We become his servants. You see, for a person that's a control freak, and I have to admit to you, I'm a little bit of that. If my wife is here, she would say a lot more than a little bit. I like things to go this way. but See, when you come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you're not in control anymore. Your body is not your own. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so this is a great adjustment, but a wonderful change for Saul. Verse 7, now the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but they did not see anyone. We know in two other passages in the book of Acts, Paul tells this story. So we get a little tidbits from different places. Verse 8, Saul got up from the ground. Well, when he opened his eyes, he couldn't see anything. So they led him by the hand into Damascus, and for three days he was blind. And look at this. He did not eat or drink anything. What was happening during this change? We don't really know. But you can read a lot of Saul's teachings. Of course, he wrote about half or more of the New Testament. What do we understand? I'm sure he's thinking, how could I have been so wrong? Why in the world did I miss the Old Testament? Saul, being a Pharisee, would have known all the prophecies that were there, but he just read over them. No way this Jesus was that prophet, the Messiah. So he probably beat himself up a little bit, but I'm sure he just said, Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. I don't deserve this. I don't know why you came to me, but thank you so much. Well, while he's contemplating the change, God's at work in someone like you, someone like me. Many Jews had escaped Jerusalem during the persecution and gone to places around the world. One of the places they went was Damascus. We're introduced now to a man named Ananias. He's like you. He's already a believer. His day starts probably like normal. He has no idea there's going to be a radical change. But he's submitted to the will of God. He knows he's not in charge. He's just a servant of God. He's going to be challenged to be bold and to grow in his faith. Verse 10. In Damascus, there was a, notice, a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, named Ananias. And the Lord called to him in a what? Tell me. A vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. We know from Acts 22 that Ananias was a godly man. He was devoted to the law. He was well regarded. So he had a great reputation. In other words, people knew that he was a follower of Jesus Christ. Thank you for having a reputation. Not just wearing a red band, but matching it. Thank you for having a reputation of knowing God. Well, how do I know that Ananias is under the influence of the Spirit? Because he he says, yes, God, what do you want me to do? He knows who's in charge. Verse 11, the Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul for he's praying. Ananias in the vision is told to go to Straight Street. If you could go to Damascus, you'd find it. It's still there. It was a main thoroughfare in those days, 2,000 years ago. It's still a main thoroughfare. It's a place that was known everywhere. Notice how specific this vision is from God. God directs Ananias to the house of Judas on Straight Street. And that's where he'll find this Saul of Tarsus. Pastor Mark... Does God really direct us that specifically? Yes. Now, most of our direction from the Lord today doesn't come from visions, but you're going to see in a moment, God still gives visions. Anna's house was a vision. Very often, God speaks to us in lots of ways. But remember, any vision you have must match the word of God. That's how God really speaks to us. He's speaking to you and I normally from the Word of God. But he does give us visions. Now, if you have a vision and God tells you to do something and it's against the Word of God, that's because you had pizza with everything on it last night. (laughs) When you and I came to the Holy Spirit, we showed you the benefits we have. And we gave you a little illustration from our iPhones. When you come to God and ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, The Holy Spirit comes to live in you. What do we get? The Holy Spirit assures me, teaches me, reminds me, enlightens me, comforts me. Ah, he guides me. And he helps me pray. And he empowers me. What you see is exactly that. Notice, Ananias is under the influence of God. And he's going to get direction. In a moment, he's going to get assurance. If you're a Christ follower, God wants to direct your life. He wants to give you specific things to do in your life. We have to be open to that direction. We have to be flexible to that direction. That's exactly what happens in the life of Ananias. This Wednesday, I was going up to teach at a group of men around 30 or 40 up in in the beach area, one of my guys who was in the school of ministry has something every Wednesday for men. They're just all different churches, some unchurched, all kind of things. Anyway, he'd been after me to speak for a long while, and I finally found a date I could do it. And I already had my teaching ready. I had it ready before I went to uh, Singapore and Hong Kong. I got up that morning, Wednesday morning, went over my notes, ready to go in. God changed everything. <laughs> now, I'm normally a very organized guy. I don't stick to my notes, but I have my notes. And I have them typed out, highlighted. I know when the PowerPoints go, all this stuff. You ought to have seen my sheet that I taught out that morning. All scratched out because all the other points were gone. He kept me in the exact same passage, First Kings chapter. I was exactly there, but everything changed. All my points changed. So they're big and red. And... What does that have to do with anything? Well, who's in charge? So God said, nice Bible study. You use it another time. I'm going to give you a new one. <laughs> and in about five minutes, he gave me seven points to give them. Now, how do you know? I know of all people. That's God. That's not me. Seven points in five minutes? It usually takes me a week to get those. <laughs> there they are. So if you're going to follow God, what do you have to be? You have to be flexible. It has nothing to do with me. I shared that with the guys because they needed to know That God had a message specifically for them right now. By the way, God has a message for you right now. It's are you changing in your life? Well, while he has this vision, Ananias, and he's dialoguing with God, notice what happens on Straight Street. Verse 12. In a vision, Saul has seen a man named Ananias coming to place his hands on him and restore his sight. So here we are, Ananias is over here, and Saul is over here, and God gives two, what? Two visions. See, God still gives visions, and he's speaking to them, and he's going to bring them together as a divine appointment. Well, Ananias, getting this vision, has a little response, and let's give a break to Ananias. You're going to see his response. He's going to basically say this, Are you kidding me? Well, look at verse 13, then I'll explain to you. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man, and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with the authority of the chief priest from Jerusalem to rest all who call upon his name. See, Saul's reputation had reached there. So Ananias is saying, are you kidding me? Now, how can we relate that? Let's go back to the 40s, 1940s. Let's put yourself as a Jewish person in Poland. And you happen to be a believer. You get up one morning and God says to you, I want you to take the next train to Berlin. Because Adolf Hitler has accepted Jesus Christ. That's what Ananias is going through. What are you out of your mind? I did have too much pizza. So he's saying, God, of all people that could have come to salvation, it can't be this guy. Remember what we said earlier? Remember the name that you have written down? Remember what we told you? No one is beyond the reach of God. No one. By the way, remember the hard nut? That's you. God reached you, didn't he? So Ananias is, well, he's doing what you and I would do. But all of a sudden, God gives him an answer. Look at this tremendous answer in verse 15. But the Lord said to Ananias initially, go. Well, God, I'd like a little more explanation than that. No, just go. See, who's in charge? God is. See, when God changed my teaching that morning, I say, well, I like my points. No, here's my points. Just go. And then he says this, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel, and I will show him how much he will suffer for my name. So what does God do to Ananias? He assures him. He says, no, this isn't a fluke. Saul's a changed man. He's converted. He's now a follower of Christ. The old Saul is gone. The new Saul, Paul, has arrived. And God says to make you feel better, Ananias, when you go, I'm going to reveal the plan I have for the life of Paul. He will proclaim the gospel to Gentiles. He's got a Greek background. He can do that. To kings, he'll get in when nobody else could get in. We'll know that's exactly what happens in his life. And, obviously, to the Jews, because he is a Jew and he has a heart for them. You see, that brings up a verse that we know so well in the Bible. Second Corinthians 5 is one you should know. It simply says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ, well, what happens to them? They become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. You see, this is not a 12-step program. This is a one-step program. Instantly, God can change your life and my life. And you're going to see in a moment, that is such an amazing change. Don't discount God and His power today. Don't discount it. Verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. We taught you that the Celtic Christians had a unique name for the Holy Spirit. They called the Holy Spirit the wild goose. That name hints at the mysterious nature of the wild goose. Any of you raised around geese on a farm? Who's in control? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You say, well, I'm not afraid of that guy. Are you crazy? You never know what the goose is going to do, do you? It's just that way. Well, that's the way the Holy Spirit is. Where did that all come from? Well, it comes from John. Remember this verse? The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear the sound, but you can't tell where it comes from, where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. I contrast that verse with the song that we've been singing. I don't want to go through the motions. You see, many times as Christ followers, we just go through the motions. But the Holy Spirit has come, the wild goose, to interject in our life a different lifestyle, an exciting lifestyle, a lifestyle where I'm no longer in control. You see, unless there's change in my life, unless I'm open to the freshness of the Spirit, I will become a Kmart instead of a Walmart. Life will pass me by. I don't know about you, but if you go into a business that's failing, don't you feel sorry for the people in there in the business? You feel depressed when you walk out. That's the way... If you go to England and you go to Europe and you go into the churches, you feel actually depressed because there's no life there anymore. In fact, in England, most of the churches now have changed to mosques. There's 1% or 2% of the people that are followers of Christ. That place forgot the wild goose. They became used to just dead religion. This wild goose wants to come and stretch our faith. He wants us to bring people to Jesus. Ananias gets up that morning and everything is different. Write One thing. Yes or no for me. Yes or no. Here's a statement. Ananias is on a wild goose chase. Are you? Don't look at me. Yes or no. Don't look at your wife or your friends. Yes. Seriously. Yes or no. Now, many of you are, and I'm proud of you. You're going beyond your reach. You're stretching. You see, Ananias is going to go to Straight Street, way across town. But some of us are afraid to go across the street. You see, if God says to you, go across the street, invite them. Pastor Mark, I've done that. There, this hard nut that can't come to Christ. We've already talked about that. (laughs) You see, if God impresses you, he's already at work in the heart of that person. That doesn't mean they're going to go. I've been waiting for you to come. I'll come this Sunday. You drop over dead. They have to bring the ambulance to you. Sometimes that will happen. Sometimes we're just what? We're just planting. God's watering. Pastor Mark, God never asked me to do something like that. Oh, he is. Absolutely. But you're not listening. See, another whole teaching God is always speaking. But are we listening? So many of you are. Thank you. Thank you for being stretched. Thank you for going on this wild goose chase. Thank you for not being as we said, just sitting, doing nothing, and calling ourselves followers of Christ. No, Ananias is not sitting. He gets up. He goes. He becomes a Christ follower. As we taught you, he is a coward no more. He's going to walk into uncharted territory. He's going to meet Saul. He is under... The influence of the Holy Spirit. He's being chiseled. That's where the excitement in life comes. Understand that God wants to use you to change our world. Now, how does it look? Verse 17 says this, And Ananias went to the house and entered it. And placing his hands on Saul, he said, I don't have any clue why I'm here to put my hands on a murderer, a criminal, a violent, angry, evil man. Is that what he says? No. He says this. Brother Saul. Amazing. That must have been an incredible encouragement to Saul. See, Saul's blind. He can't see anything. He knows the guy's coming. And the next thing he feels is, a pair of hands on him, not like this, but like this. Do you think he could feel the love through the hands? Mm-hmm. You see, this personal touch from Ananias says to Saul, He knows I'm changed. He knows I'm real. He knows I'm one of them. This personal touch also says this. It reminds us something very important. We don't do life alone. God never designed you to do life alone. We're a family. We don't do life alone. And that relates to one of our five C's, the core commitments that we have here at Calvary. It says simply this. Connect to others in personal, vibrant relationships. Let me challenge it and then ask you. Are you connected? Do you have somebody that could call you brother or sister? Now, we don't use that term, so don't, that's the that's 70s term. Don't go, hi, brother Balmer, how are you? Forget that, But yeah, We just use modern stuff. But in those days, that was significant. Are you connected? Oh, Pastor Mark, I'm one of them people, I don't want anybody touching me. Get over it. Kmart, get over it. (laughs) You know, when you're hurting, when you've lost a loved one, when the C word comes from the doctor, to have somebody come, another guy, if you're a guy, another gal, if you're a gal, put their arm around you, pray for you, that's indescribable. She said, Pastor Mark, I've never experienced that. I don't think I'll need to. Oh, you will. Get connected. Somebody emailed me not long ago. She said, but I don't remember all the specifics. But she said, Pastor Mark, I've been coming here about five years. And I got tired of you saying, get in the group, get in the small group, get in the small get connected. Rah, 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 rah. That's the way she put it in the email. <laughs> and then she said, I did after five years. And I wish I had listened to you the first time I heard it. See, I can't say to you any more than I'm just saying. By the way, if nothing, you're responsible. Make the change. Get into a small group.
0: You were reminded today in Pastor Mark's teaching that if you're going to come under the influence of the Holy Spirit, that you have got to give up control of your life. Using the Apostle Paul's story, you learn that God broke him down so that he could be used. It was pointed out that God wants to do the same in your life, and that although it might be hard, the destination's worth the journey.
1: Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service
0: times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time, Pastor Mark will wrap up this message under his influence, Changed Lives. You'll be learning about a different wild goose chase than you might have heard of before. Pastor Mark will talk more about Ananias and the trust he put in the word God spoke to him. You'll find out that God wants to use you to be willing to be used to spread his good news. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.